gotta yell! Show me the money! <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh yeah, so easily offended. Uh. The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. What's up? What's up? It's Anita Marks with you. It is Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by BetMGM. That's right. Believe in your bet. (laughs) I believed in my bet in week nine. I don't know about you, but I'm in a big hole right now. What the heck is going on? with the NFL. I mean, and then and then here's another thing. It didn't even just end in week 9. Like the Miami Dolphins beat the Baltimore Ravens last night. What was that about? Like I don't know about you, but so many upsets in week 9, right? Like lost my behind in week 9. So looking forward to week 10, you know, getting out of the hole and boom. Tease the Ravens down to one and a half. <laughs> and uh and there you go uh so not a great week nine not a great thursday night so so much emphasis writing on week 10 not only for me but you know in in, in speaking to a number of people in our business and uh in in, in people in the know who gamble um who uh ha- have not had a good week plus so uh, this this show in this week matters more than ever, I'm sure. So let's break it down for you. I'm excited. Again, Weekend Wager brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Uh, how's the show going to, uh, you know, what's the format? We've got Mike Clay and I, each and every Friday, uh, Mike Clay and I put together a, uh, a, a, a daily wager NFL weekly podcast talking about all the prop bets that we love heading into the weekend. And as always, um, I play that for you on the show. So that's coming your way this hour. Also, David Behrman, who oversees all our gambling content on a variety of platforms at ESPN, um, always joins me at 11 p.m. And uh, we'll get his picks, his plays. We'll talk some NFL, a lot of NFL talk for you tonight on the show. Um, Steve Verderosa, good friend of mine, former NFL scout, was a scout for the Giants for over 30 years, typically joins me on the show to talk NFL. But being a scout in the NFL means that you need to be in the know, obviously, in regard to college football. So it's interesting. You know, I, I talk to Steve every week, and our conversations always, you know, veer towards uh, college games. And, and I said to him, I said, Steve, I said, you know so much about college. Why don't you handicap? I mean, you know, you're, you're doing these deep dives into all these universities and all these players. And why don't you handicap college bat college football? And he said, I can do that. And I said, great, I'll have you on. So we're going to get some college football picks from Steve Verderosa on the show in our second hour. And, uh, and Randy Robles who is a uh, lead stat- statistician. I-, I hope, again, I-, I never pronounce that properly, and I always say that, but it's the truth, uh, with the Elias Sports Bureau. He's a brainiac, probably one of the most intelligent people I know, phenomenal golfer. I play golf with him all the time. He's a member over at Upper Montclair Country Club. And um, he's just, he's brilliant. And so it, the Elias Sports Bureau 
without lack of a better phrase, is in bed with the NFL. And they came out with this new Elias um, gaming app. And, and so what it does is um, it allows you, they, they provide all these nuggets, all these little tidbits of information that helps you, doesn't tell you what to wager on. It's not their responsibility. But they offer uh, like a plethora, a, 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 a smorgasbord, um, as my grandmother used to like to call it, of of chock full of unbelievable nuggets and great information to help you decide where you want to spend your money. So Randy Robles is going to join us on the show as well. So we've got a jam-packed show. Also, phone lines are open, 800-919-3776. You want to get on board. Now is the time to do it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do a deep dive into, the, of course, the Jets and the Bills game. Um, I'll, I'll talk about some of the other uh, NFL games that I like. And, um, and we'll take your calls if you want to dive into, I, I mean, there's, there's a number, number of other storylines, like for example, the Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, decision to go to the Rams. What does that mean for the Rams and the futures bets that are out there that you can gamble on, uh, now that Odell Beckham Jr. is part of that offense. We'll dive into that as well, but just to bring you up to speed in regard to, uh, as we know. This show followed the Knicks post-game show. So as you know, unfortunately, the Knicks lose to the Hornets uh, 104-96. No bueno. Kimball Walker, uh, 26 points, three, three rebounds, three assists. Uh, LaMelo Ball, 12 points, 17 rebounds. <laughs> 17 rebounds and nine assists. Obviously, he was the star of the show for the Hornets. So uh, unfortunately, the Knicks now, they sit at 7-6. and six. Uh, They are 5-2 and two on the road. But we still have the Brooklyn Nets that are in action right now. And uh, you've got about, um, and I'm refreshing my page as I speak. And so you've got about three minutes left in the fourth, and they are up by one, 105 to 104 against the Pelicans, who, by the way, are 1 and 11. So what gives there? James Harden, 34 points, five rebounds, 10 assists. That's where it sits right now. With the Nets, of course, as we know, they're eight and four, four and two on the road, and with three minutes left uh, in the fourth quarter, they are uh, are they are only up by one in uh, New Orleans against the Pelicans. So I'll keep you up to speed on that score in that game as well. When we get back, we'll take your calls eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's do this because obviously the Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, decision, or should we call it the decision? I think we should. Seems like uh, him and LeBron James are as thick as thieves. So um, the Odell Beckham Jr. decision to go to the Rams, uh, what are those? What what are the future implications that you could wager on in regard to the Rams with that decision? I think the most appealing aspect of it for Odell had to be Matthew Stafford. He has never had a quarterback as talented as he has now going to the Rams. And he's never had an offensive system or a coach that views players the way he's got with Sean McVay right now. So in many ways, I go, well, why did he choose to go to a place where he's not going to be the focal point? And I sit here and think about it more and more, and I think he um, still believes that he's a dynamic talent. Mm. And he doesn't need 15 touches or 15 targets a game. He's going to make the best of his five or six targets a game. He believes that his talent will be proven more than strictly I need touches. 
That's Dan Orlovsky talking about uh, Odebuckham Jr.'s decision uh, to go to uh, the Rams. Anita Marks with you. It is Week in Wager here on 98.70 SPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. I just want to say, um, and by the way, we've got Brian and Jacob who are uh, who are producing the show back in the studio. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening. Um, how you do? How are you guys doing? Good. You, Anita. How about yourself? I'm good. I, I'm I'm good. I I just watched an episode of uh, Sinner. The last episode. Are you guys watching that Sinner? Is that the the show that was on USA? Um, where that had Jessica, yes. Okay, that had Jessica Biel on it. Yeah, but that was season one. I'm I, on season three. I I couldn't get into. season Oh, actually, two. I think it's season. Actually, actually, I think it's season four. I think season one was Biel. Season two was the young boy. Yeah. Season three was the the uh, the male uh, partners, and then um, and so I think this is season four which takes place in, like, a Boston um, fishing town. Yeah, I really like season anyway, one. And season two, I just I couldn't get into it. I don't know why. Maybe I'll try again. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard show. It's a hard, it's a hard, A, it's a hard show to get into. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's excellent. And um, in this season four, this is, is, is losing me. So anyway, that's what I was doing before um, I popped on board here uh, to host this show. Uh, but I will tell you a show that I am watching that I'm absolutely in love with, and that's Yellowstone. Um, and their new season, I think it's season four, just came out like last week. So I want to say I'm in, I'm towards the tail end of season two. Um, and you can watch it on Peacock, and it's amazing. Anyway, I haven't heard about right, that one. Enough I'll, about I'll the check show. Check it out. Check it out. Enough about the shows we're watching. I just want to say. And I feel that I, I and, and I feel that I, I need to uh, like I, there's a little redemption here because do you recall a few years ago where there was talk that like Odell Beckham Jr. didn't want to be in New York. He didn't want to play for the Giants anymore. And so um, I actually do remember you saying I was on, that. as well. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember. But do you remember where I said he wanted to go? He wanted to go to L.A. That's where he wanted to go. Thank you. Thank you. And um, and I got destroyed for saying that. Even to the point where people in Odell's camp, I'm not going to name names, came at me, text me, threatening text messages that I needed to shut up and I needed to stop talking and I didn't know what I was talking about and um, they were going to call my supervisors at ESPN and... Get me fired. Blah, 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 blah. And now look. Where is he? He's in LA. I was told years ago. I was told years ago that Odell, Odell's goal was that he wanted to play on the West Coast. Odell wanted to play in the Los Angeles area, whether it was the Rams, the Chargers, whatever the case may be. I'm sure San Francisco would suffice. Um... So, who was right years ago? This chick right here. I'm just saying. And I got, I mean, that was, <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget. I was golfing. I was playing. So, I had just got done 
I just got done hosting my show on, it, I want to say, yeah, it was a Saturday. Maybe it was a Sunday. Anyway, and uh, and I had shared on the show because there was all this talk and speculation. Odell doesn't want to be here in New York anymore. anymore. Like, um, there's reports that he wants out. He's not happy. He doesn't want to play for Eli anymore. Ba, 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 ba. And I said, listen, it's not a surprise to me. I've heard from people in the Odell camp his, who he surrounds himself with, that Odell wants to play on the West Coast. He wants to play in the Los Angeles area. And so I said that on like, on like it had to be a Sunday show. It had to be an early show because then I was out on a golf course and I was like, I, <laughs> it's a true story. And um, I was like, I was, and it was, it was, I will never, it was Hollowbrook. Good friends, Steve and Jackie Torso, who own Hollowbrook um, out there near Sleepy Hollow, near Bear Mountain. Anyway, so I'm out there and like, I'm playing extremely well. And, and my, what does that mean for me? Like every time I tee it up, I try to break 80. Okay. And man, I am, I am like, I'm on my way. I want to say I shot like a 38 on the front nine. And so now I turn the back nine I'm and like, I'm on my way there. And I want to say I was, I was on hold 10, 11. I was on hold number 12. I'll never forget. I was on hold number 12 and I reach for my cell phone. Stupid, dumb, stupid. And I pick up my cell phone and I look at myself and I have like a gazillion text messages. And some of them are threatening text messages from people within the Odell Beckham Jr. camp telling me to shut my mouth, that I don't know what I'm talking about, that Odell's never felt the way that he has ever wanted to play on the West Coast. And I don't know what I'm talking about and blah, 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 blah. And they're going to go to my supervisor at ESPN and I'm going to get fired and blah, 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 blah. And here we are. <laughs> and he's in LA. So who was right? Who was right? This chick right here was right. And I didn't get fired. So there you go. Anyway. So Odell goes to the Rams. Let's talk gambling. And so what does this mean? Here's, here's something very interesting. The needle did not move in regard to Odell signs with the Rams. The odds stayed the same. Conference winner, four to one. Division winner, plus 170. With, with, the, with the addition of Odell to the Rams, what does that say? Let's marinate that for a minute. With the addition to Odell to the Rams, nothing changed. Nothing. You would, one would imagine it would, right? It's Odell Beckham Jr. Nope, didn't change. Conference winner for the Rams, 4-1. to one. Division winner, plus 170. Now, full disclosure, I picked the Rams and the Bills to be the Super Bowl matchup this year. Prior to the season starting, just FYI, but I have the Bills winning. Obviously, the Bills have not looked good the last two weeks. Close call with Miami. They lose to Jacksonville. They were only able to put up six points. Ridiculous. So, um, but I'm still sticking with it. So these odds, obviously, for the Rams were even better before the season started. <laughs> um, but I still, I find it interesting. The odds did not change with the addition of Odell. So four to one to win the conference plus 170 to win the division 
here's 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 one prop bet that I really a futures bet that I really do love, and that's Matthew Stafford most touchdown passes at five to one. I like that. Right now he's sitting at twenty three. Tom Brady has two more than him, but keep in mind the Tampa Bay Bucks they just had their bye. The Rams still have a bye next week, so keep that in mind. By the way, for all you fantasy football freaks out there who have Odell Beckham Jr., chances are he's not going to play this week, and then next week they have a bye. So you won't be able. So you you weren't able to use Odell Beckham Jr. last week. You're not going to use him this week. He has a bye with his new team next week. So Odell Beckham Jr. has been on the shelf for you fantasy football wise for three weeks. You're not going to be able to use utilize him until uh, week twelve. Just FYI. Stafford MVP seven one. Interesting. So uh, here's my Here's my take on this. Great move for the Rams. Why is this a great move for the Rams? You've got Cup. You've got Woods. You've got Van Jefferson. And you've got Tyler Higby. And now you add Odell Beckham Jr. There's no NFL team that has the quality or the caliber of DBs that are going to be able to cover all five of those dudes. So... This move is huge for the Rams offensively, for sure. Um, Secondaries will not be able to match up, okay? So great move, and and especially for, what, $4.5 million, right? Isn't that what was reported today? Uh, You know, Odell left a lot of money on the table with other teams in regard to what they were offering to go and try to win a Super Bowl with the Rams. Okay, I get it. But here's, here's, here's what I don't understand. So Odell's father posts a video of him running, you know, footloose and fancy for free, uh, you know, butt naked wide open and Baker Mayfield wouldn't throw him the ball. (laughs) Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is the fifth. Okay. Let's, uh, we, we won't put him at five. Um, but let's put him at three. He's not even the number two wide receiver on this roster. Cooper Cup is one. This offense runs through Cooper Cup. Robert Woods is two. Okay, I'm going to insert Odell Beckham Jr. as the three, but keep in mind, Sean McVay loves Van Jefferson. And Van Jefferson can be a number two on any other roster. He's a three on the Rams because of Woods. And then you've got Tyler Higby, who's there, who's utilized a lot. So it's just, so Odell goes from one situation where he's not getting the ball enough to another situation where chances are he's not going to get the ball enough. So even if the Rams win a Super Bowl, I still, like, I still think the Rams could have won a Super Bowl without Odell Beckham Jr. The addition of Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't, in my opinion, uh, and, and it's not just me, it's it's the odds makers in Vegas as well because the, the lines did not change. So I, I just, to me, he's like the KD of the NFL when KD went to the Golden State Warriors. Like he's just, he's riding on the coattails of Cup and Woods and Van Jefferson and Higby. Meanwhile, a few weeks ago, you got Woods who was, 
pissed off because he wasn't getting the ball enough. And then now you've got Deshaun Jackson who left the Rams to go to the Raiders because he wasn't getting the ball enough. And then now you add Odell Beckham Jr. to the mix who left Cleveland because he wasn't getting the ball enough. I just, this just doesn't make sense to me, but to each their own. And at the end of the day, I was just right years ago when I said he would end up in LA. So that makes me happy. We're always happy when we're right. 800-919-3776 is the phone number. You want to chime in again. It's a betting show. Um, the one futures bet that I really like is, uh, is uh, Matthew Stafford finishing the season with the most touchdown passes at five to one. Again, he's two back to Brady and, um, and he does have a bye week coming up. Brady and the bucks have already had their bye week, but um, I, I still think at five to one, I think those are some good odds. David Behrman joins us here on 98.7 SPN. He oversees all of our gambling content on ESPN. David, good evening. How are you? I was uh, I was messing with my headphones to see if I heard exactly what you said about believe in your butt. And then when you corrected <laughs> yourself, your... I was like, yeah, that's what I thought I heard her say. Believe in your butt. <laughs> believe in your butt. Um, always, a, always a good thing. All right, let's dive into it. You've got three plays on the slate uh, this week that you really like. Let's start with the uh, the Monday night game. And that's the Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. You know, uh, their offense gets a little bit better with Odell Beckham Jr., but from what I understand, he is not going to be active and attractive this week. And then, of course, they've got a bye uh, coming up next week. So chances are we won't see Odell in a Rams uniform until, what would that be, week 12. But nonetheless, the Rams in San Francisco taking on the 49ers. What, what is it about the Rams you like this week? And to be honest, Nita, I made this bet and wrote this up for, for the Monday night column uh, before the Odo Beckham signing. It, you know, he, he's not there yet. He's probably not going to play. I'm not too worried about that. I just think this line is an overreaction to the Rams losing to Tennessee in prime time last week, where if you really think about the game, obviously it was ugly early when Stafford threw two bad interceptions that, you know, led to 14 immediate points. Other than that, they played them pretty, pretty even. Tennessee had, a, you know, one drive here, a field goal here, but the Rams are, are one of the best teams in football. And I've said this all year long on this show and in the column. I'm not buying anything the San Francisco 49ers are selling. Uh, they've been a terrible home team. They're 0-4 against the spread at home, even going further back the last couple of years under Kyle Shanahan, not a good team. The Rams, Anita, didn't just go from Super Bowl contender to a four-point favorite over the Niners because of a loss to a very good, if not stellar, Tennessee team so I think if you if you look at what this Rams team has done after losses under McVay 11 and 3 against the spread since 2009 and 15 and 6 overall against the spread after a loss under McVay when I look at this and I look at the two teams I picture it as about a six seven point line and you're only laying four Monday night at the Niners if you're worried about it being prime time you only got to go back a couple of weeks ago when this 49ers team lost at home to Carson Wentz and the Colts. So if they lost at home to Carson Wentz and the Colts, albeit in bad weather, what are they going to do when Stafford and the Rams come to town? And this 49ers team is still the same team that got beat up by Colt McCoy, got beat up by Carson Wentz. Rams are a far superior team. I think four is just just not a lot of points to lay in this matchup. Um, 
You are on the Patriots side, sir. I, I think, you know, I, each and every week I like to look at the slate and say, okay, you know, what, what's, what's, if there was only one game I was told I could watch, which game would it be? And I, I know a lot of people are excited for the, uh, the Tennessee Saints game. But for me, it's this Cleveland game against the Patriots. I'm on the opposite side here. I, I, I like Cleveland here, but you're on the Patriots side. So I, I'm really curious. Tell me all the reasons why. I just think this Patriots team is better than people think, and, and you know me, Anita, that pains me to even say that, that the Patriots rebuild lasted about five minutes while the Dolphins rebuild was in, you know, season 20-something. But if you look at what the Patriots have done, we'll start out on their defense, where that defense basically pitched the shutout last week against Carolina. They gave up two field goals that were the result of turnovers, and, and Carolina didn't even get a first down on either drive. So for all intents and purposes, the defense didn't allow any points. Their ninth and total yards are loud. They're back to being a Bill Belichick-style defense. Uh, they're fifth in DVOA, and, and they're really, really good. And, and something that Aaron Schatz and Football Outsiders and a contributor to our chalk column wrote at the beginning of the year is the Patriots were returning more people on defense that were missing last year than in any defense in the last 30 years because they had a whole bunch of injuries and a whole bunch of COVID sit-outs last year. The defense is extremely well. If you go back a couple of years, during Brady's last year, it was carried by that awesome defense. But turn around and look at the offense, the offense that we thought was too conservative early on when they lost to Miami and they struggled against New Orleans. Once they played Dallas and they had that fourth-quarter epic shootout, they then put up 54 points against the Jets, 27-24 and 24 in the last two games on the road, uh, beating the Panthers and doing pretty well. And I think if, if they also beat the Chargers in addition to that. Now you look at the Browns, and they're missing Nick Chubb. And if this is going to be a Baker Mayfield has to pass the ball type game, I'm going to want to side with Bill Belichick. Yes, the Browns have probably the best offensive line in football, and that's why they're doing so well. But you're missing Nick Chubb. Darrence Johnson is good, not great. It's only going to be a second start. I'd rather have Bill Belichick in this type of battle, which is probably going to be a nice defensive battle. I like the under as well, but I'm going to be taking. Are you there? Did we lose you? Okay. I, I hear I'm still you. here. Okay, great. Okay. I, I, you, you kind of fell out there for a second. Um, so, you know, it's interesting, you know, you talk about the Patriots rebuild in that it only took a second because teams allowed Mac Jones to fall to them. I mean, so you as yes. a, as so you as a Dolphins fan, man, be mad at the Jets, be mad at the 49ers, be mad at the Chicago Bears. They're the teams that just, you know, Bill didn't even they didn't even have to trade up for Mac Jones. He just fell right into their laps. It's just it's it it really is just ridiculous. Last but not least, um, you like the Bucks. Both the Bucks and the Washington football team are coming off of a bye. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what's more surprising: how bad the Washington football team defense is, or how good the Tennessee Titans defense is. Nonetheless, um, I think Tom Brady could have a field day against that Washington defense. Uh, your thoughts and and why you this is this is a, a substantial amount of points. What nine nine and a half that you're laying with the Bucks? Why? And, and, and I'm not necessarily in the business of laying nine, nine and a half on the road in a National Football League game, but the Bills are favored by 13 over the Jets. The Colts are favored by 10 and a half over the Jaguars. Yet the Bucks, who are just as good as the Bills and better than the Colts, 
are only laying nine and a half against Washington, who arguably is just as bad as the Jets in Jacksonville. And you go, whoa, 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 whoa. Washington's not the same league as the Jets in Jacksonville. Well, Washington has two wins by a combined five points this year over the Giants and the Falcons and gotten blown out by everybody not named Denver, which was the game two weeks ago before the bye. They've shown me nothing. Uh, they show me nothing on offense, and you just hit on the defense. The defense is allowing 286.8 yards per game in the air. Well, guess who leads the league in passing? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers with TD12 back there averaging 327.5 yards a game. You, you said it a second ago. Brady's going to have a field day. Washington hasn't stopped anybody. They're not going to stop Tampa. I'm not worried about 9.5 because you remember a few weeks ago when Tampa played the Bucks and they were 14, 13, 14-point 14 favorite. It was 21 nothing in the first quarter. Same thing could happen here. Brady has covered four straight games off a of bye, no matter if he's in New England or Tampa. I just think it's a huge mismatch here with the worst pass defense in football versus the best pass offense in football. Brady, rest, bye, much better team. I think you're getting a gift, Anita, laying less than double digits in this game. Just think about all the big spreads we have seen in the last couple of weeks. Heck, the Bills have been favored by double digits every freaking week this last three weeks. Tampa's better. Tampa's going to beat Washington. I think it's going to get ugly. Uh, I, I'm, go- I'm going to use the Bucks as a two-team, six-point teaser. I don't mind teasing them down to like three, three and a half. Um, just that, you know, I just, there's been so many backdoor covers this season. It, 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 it scares me. But I will tell you this. There's a lot of prop bets that I like in this matchup. I like Tom Brady over two and a half touchdown passes. Um, you know, there's a number of guys, no Antonio Brown, Godwin's dealing with some injuries. Scotty Miller's doing dealing with some injuries. Uh, Brady loves Tyler Johnson. I like Tyler Johnson over receptions. He got six targets last, last week. So over, over three and a half receptions for Tyler Johnson. Um, and also I'm with you game script. I, I think Washington is going to be playing from behind. So I think McKissick uh, running back for Washington, who's utilized big time in the passing game, uh, will be utilized even more so than uh, Antonio Gibson. So those are those are those are three prop bets and three overs that I like in that game as well. And, and I agree with you that I think the the Bucks are going to come out with a whole lot of offense. And you know you've seen what the Bucks have done against bad teams this year. And someone might say, well, wait, 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 they're zero and four against the spread on the road. Very, very valid point, but you're also talking about those four games were one, the Brady return game to Foxborough, uh, a game against the Saints, which they never beat the Saints. That was just before the bye. Um, and, you know, they, they lost to the Rams. You're talking about the Rams. You're talking about uh, losing in Foxborough in the Brady return game, losing to New Orleans. So there have been some really good teams and situations that Tampa has not covered. I just think this is the case where – they're just – and by the other one, by the way, was a Philly backdoor cover that, that you had mentioned earlier. They, they were in control that entire game. I just think off a of bye, rest, one of the best teams in football versus arguably the most disappointing team in football because, hey, our Miami Dolphins not on that list anymore after last night's win. <laughs> I know. Unbelievable. And congratulations to your Miami <laughs> Dolphins uh, beating, beating the, Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens. Really, really unbelievable. You know, um, I, I called the week nine uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday. I even said it was worse than the uh, Red Wedding um, in Game of Thrones. And I was hoping, you know, looking forward to week 10, you know, digging, digging myself out of this week nine hole. 
and I had the Ravens and of course, uh, just, you know, that hole got even deeper. So, um, I, I'm, I'm hoping that a number of, a number of these plays heading into week 10 are going to pan out for me and, and in conversations I've had with a lot of people are in the same boat I am. So we'll see what happens. So, um, but anyway, congratulations yeah, to your Miami Dolphins. I was just, yeah, I was just as surprised as anybody. I lost Baltimore and Survivor. I lost Jesus. I lost parlays, and I didn't even cry or bat a wink because the Miami Dolphins won that game and stunned the heck out of everybody. So, hey, you got to take what you can get, and the next four games are the Jets, Panthers, Giants, and Jets, so you never know what the Dolphins can do. Yeah, I'm really curious. With Cincinnati losing to the Jets and Baltimore losing to Miami, uh, like like in the in the last three weeks – you know, I would say that at least I'd say seventy to eighty percent of survivor pools, like, are are out. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, the numbers went from there was about fifty percent left three weeks ago. It got cut in half to about twenty four percent in terms of nationwide, and then that got cut in half again last week. And you're looking at like eleven or twelve percent people left. And then Baltimore probably killed another 50% of that. So I think there's less than 10% of people. And when there was more than 50% of people alive just three weeks ago. Unbelievable. All right, um, David, thank you so much. Always great having you on the show. Really do appreciate your time. And, uh, and, and to you and, and everybody listening, uh, good luck in week 10, my friend. Thank you. Enjoy and uh, see you down the road. You got it. You got it. Again, David Berman joining us here on 98.7 ESPN overseeing all our gambling content on ESPN, ESPN.com. Make sure you log on to the site and check out all our columns. You've got Stanford Steve and the Bear uh, with their college football picks. Um, a number of us contribute to the NFL column. We've got a pick on every single game each and every week, and, uh, and that column drops each and every Friday. So make sure you check that out. Welcome back. It is Weekend Wager brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. We've got a special guest. First time on Weekend Wager talking college football. And that's Steve Verderosa, former scout of the Giants. I have him on my show all the time talking NFL. But tonight, he's talking college football, giving us winners for Saturday. All right, let's dive right into it, Steve. Houston, minus 25, favored by 25 points against Temple. What side of the coin are you on here and why? Okay, well, listen, you and I have had many conversations about this, and I've always said, listen, don't ever, for people that bet pro football, they're nuts. College football, sometimes is really big point spreads, and sometimes I really like the big point spread. Houston's a much better football team than Temple. I know the game is up here in the East, but take Houston. I, I think they're going to blow Temple out. Temple's struggling. Houston's a good football team. 25 points, to me, I think they're going to cover that way past. Georgia, a lot of people have them winning the national championship. They're favored by 20 and a half over Tennessee. What side are you on here and why? Uh, Georgia, that defense, they, they have monsters. Their defense is, is so wiped out. And Tennessee has a tendency to, to turn the football over. I know they're making strides with that program to get it back into national prominence, but but they got a ways to go. I, I, to me, Georgia going to win by three touchdowns. Wow, three touchdowns! Watching, you've got you've got game. you've got Baylor and Oklahoma uh, going at it. Kickoff is at high noon, 
The over-under on this game is 62. Oklahoma is favored by 5.5, but the over-under is 62. You're on a side here. Which one is it and why? Well, there isn't much defense played in that Big 12 conference, and both these teams can score a lot of points. To me, uh, I like Baylor at home, but uh, to me, both these teams, I think, will score in the 30s. So I think uh, more than 62.5 points will be scored in that game. Notre Dame favored by five and a half against Virginia UVA a little shocked that it's just five and a half what do you think the line should be seven seven and a half why 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 is why isn't why is uh, Notre Dame getting no respect no respect Steve <laughs> maybe that's why maybe I, as we've talked I'm not a betting man but maybe that's what the betters want everybody to lay the line there um I just watching the tape. I just think Notre Dame is a bigger, more physical football team. I like Virginia. I, I really like the coaching there. I think they've done a heck of a job. But manpower wise, I think they're going to be outmanned on Saturday. And and I don't think that game is going to be as close as the spread is is right now. So I, I think Notre Dame wins by more than seven points in that game. And last but not least, a team that's very near and dear to you, and that's Texas A&M going up against Ole Miss. Texas A&M favored by two and a half against Ole Miss. Both these teams are ranked. This is going to be a good one. Prime time, baby, 7 p.m. Who you like? I like Texas A&M to win this game. Uh, They're the number two defense nationally. Uh, I don't like the way the the lane train uh, manages football games. He's big on the analytics. He's gone for on fourth down more than any team in college football. And they're going to have to on Saturday night. Their, their quarterback has got a lot of talent. He has NFL talent, but he has been beat up. And um, they can't stop the run. And that's the thing that, that um, Texas A&M does the best is running the football with a two-headed monster with Aitchin and, and Isaiah Spiller. So I, I'm looking for A&M to win that game and keep rolling. Uh, on uh, the SEC West. He is Steve Verderosa. He said he's not a gambling man, but boy, has he been one of the best scouts in the NFL, paying a lot of attention to college football, and boy, does he know it. So just to recap, his college plays heading into uh, tomorrow, heading into Saturday, Houston minus 25 against Temple, uh, Georgia minus 20 and a half against Tennessee, the Baylor-Oklahoma over at 62, Notre Dame covering the minus five and a half against Virginia and Texas A&M covering as well, minus two and a half against Ole Miss. So those are his plays heading into uh, this week's college football slate. Steve, always great having you on, my friend. Thank you so much. Hey, my pleasure. Hey, last but not least, there's Uh-oh. no line. They're, they're even right now. If Penn State wants to be relevant, even though they have three losses, can they beat Michigan on Saturday? We'll see. You tell me, can they beat Michigan on Saturday? <laughs> um, you know what? I, I think they're going to. I think they will. You know, uh, I, I'm not a big Michigan uh, believer in them, uh, and Penn State is—they're not the greatest. This isn't one of their best teams, but I really like the way James Franklin runs the football team. Um, I don't see them going for four losses. So, yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't big on. 
I wasn't big on Penn State coming into the season. I took the under in wins for them because I wasn't sold on their quarterback, and I, f- I thought the fact that they lost Fryermuth, who now we're seeing really balling out for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I thought they would take a big hit on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But, Steve, always a pleasure having you on, regardless of whatever show I'm hosting, my friend. It's great to hear your voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys, stay tuned. Coming your way, Randy Robles is going to join us. Um, he is uh, the head top statistician, I hope I'm pronouncing that properly, uh, with the Elias Sports Bureau. They have a new app out to help you with with what, what games, what teams you're wagering on in the NFL. They work, they're aligned with the NFL. So really excited to have Randy on. He'll be joining us next. He'll be giving us his nuggets, and we will compare them to the games that I like this week in this week's slate of the NFL. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to Weekend Wager brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports right here on 98.7 ESPN. That music only means one thing. That's right. Do, 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 do. Randy Robles joins us, senior statistician. I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. Uh, with Elias Sports Bureau um, here on uh, on Weekend Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Randy, what's up? Hey, Anita. How's it going? Happy it's to go- be with it's, you again it's going. Uh, this Friday. Full transparency. I I I am I have lost my butt the last week and and last night. Right. Like, uh, so I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a huge hole right now. I think with a number of people that I know in this business and we, and we need, we need week 10 in a big way, Randy, we need week 10. We need to dig ourselves out of this monster hole that week nine and, uh, and, and the, uh, the Ravens Miami dolphins game put us in. So hopefully you can help us out in that regard. Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it was a wild week last week. You know, a lot of unpredictable things, and uh, I think uh, I think you you had a great text. I, I said this is like a, uh, you know, like a bloodbath. You know, and you said it's like a Red Sunday. You know, kind of like the Red Bl- Wedding. Su- bloody uh, no, Sunday. Well, uh, two things. It, number one, it was it felt like Sunday Bloody Sunday from you too, and number two, yes, it did feel like the Red Wedding from the Game of Thrones. That's what week nine felt like. So hopefully let's try it. Let's try to give our listeners some winners here. And, and again, just so folks know, um, Elias sports bureau, Randy's been with him forever and a day and always shares with us some really great nuggets that you can also, uh, you can also have a new app that's out. Randy, really quick. Why don't you throw out that information? Where, where can they download the Elias sports bureau app? Yeah, it's called the Elias game plan app. And you can download it for free right now, anyways, for free. Um, the way you download things on the you know the app store or whatever, uh, it's called the Elias Game Plan app, and it's just full of um, these nuggets about the games, and um, it could help you make a decision on, on which way you want to go. And hopefully, you'll find that it's really great information, and it's going to make you help help you make great decisions. So, like I said, the Elias Game Plan app, you can download it for free and uh, enjoy. All right, let's dive into it. Uh, first and foremost, let's dive into the nuggets you have in regard to the dogs that have been winning this season in the NFL. What is that about? Yeah, it, now it's in specific to, I like to say, little road dogs. So teams getting between 
six, or excuse me, between uh, half a point and six and a half points. So, so road teams getting uh, a, a few points. If you look at the entire season, if you just took those those teams, you would be 37 and 17 against the spread. I mean, Jeez. you would be uh, dancing in the streets. Um, you know, even last week they were three and one. Uh, these little road dogs, as, as we call them. And through nine weeks, if you took them every week through nine weeks, you would not have a losing week, any week. If, if all you did was just bet little, little road dogs this year. Um, so that's, um, that's a pretty cool insight, I think. Um, I know there's a few little road dogs this week that maybe people could take a look at. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, well let, let me, I'm going to share with you the ones that I like. Um, and and okay. two little uh, two little road dogs that I, I think are right up your alley is Cleveland getting two and a half in New England against the Patriots, right? Like, um, and and let's start right there. Like Baker Mayfield, a whole new person now that Odell Beckham Jr. is out of Cleveland. Um, I know that that there's some concern there because Nick Chubb is uh, is is possibly will not be active. But man, when uh, Johnson stepped in for him in Week Seven, uh, he he crushed it. Like, I want to say, what, 160-something, 170 total yards. So, not, not too, for me, not too much concern there. Um, and then Seattle getting three, three-and-a-half in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is not allowed in the building for the Packers until <laughs> Saturday. And, listen, I get it. It's Rodgers. He can play in his sleep. I get all that. But still, you haven't been there all last week because – and, and – He's got some ill effect. I mean, he's feeling he got COVID. Like, he has symptoms of COVID. It's not like he, he po- tested positive and he's got no symptoms. I mean, he's got some symptoms. So he's not going to be 100%. They're not even sure if he's going to start or play. It might be Jordan Love. So I'm telling people, jump on this line right now. If you get Seattle plus three and a half, it's at three right now. But these are, these are two of the road dogs that I really favor. I really like this week. Yeah, well, let's take them one at a time. And, yeah, you're right. These, these fit the – the, uh, the model of what I'm talking about, the little road dogs getting between, you know, zero and six and a half points. So you mentioned Cleveland first and um, yeah, I, again, the rush offense is amazing. As you mentioned, uh, haven't missed a beat since, since uh, missing Chubb and uh, they're still ranked one or two in the, uh, in, in rush offense. The one thing that I would look at is it's, it's Belichick at home against his former the team that gave up on him back in the nineties, right? The, the Browns. So uh, we looked at how does he do against the Browns? Well, against the Browns at home, he's, he's five and oh, four, one against the spread. Again, though, in my betting philosophy, though, I would take the trend, you know, even though it, you, know, you would think, okay, well, you know, historically Belichick great against the, um, the Browns, especially in, in new England. However, I'm going to stick with that trend and, 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 and follow this little, little road dog all the way home. So <laughs> I love it. I love, I love the way right. you phrase that. What about Seattle? Again, you know, you look at it and you say, wow, Seattle hasn't has lost nine straight games in Green Bay, including three playoff games. Green Bay has covered uh, eight games in a row, which is the longest streak of the season. That's uh, the only one that's longer last year was, was Bills. They covered nine in a row at one point. Um, and another thing is green Bay, they've hit six unders in a row. So, you know, that, but that's just to win, right? So this is a three and a half point spread. I think at this point, as we're speaking, I see it as a close game. And if the trend continues, 
Little Road Dog Seattle is going to cash in again for us. Yeah, and and, and again, keep an eye on what happens with uh, with uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Again, I know he's one of the best sure. quarterbacks in 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 the NFL, but still, when you've been away from the from from the you know the facility as long as he has, and not be not able to even walk into the facility until Saturday. Uh, that really kind of cramps their style. All right, let's bring it back home. We've got the Jets going up against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have been off this season, Randy. They uh, Not the season, the yeah. last two games. Their offense has been off, whether it's their offensive line or, you know, maybe, listen, we are, we're heading into week 10. Maybe it's, maybe it's a matter of, you know, teams that have, like, figured out how to stop the Ravens, how to stop the Bills, how to stop the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm actually staying away from this game, even though, you know, I, I like I'll play a lot of prop bets in it. Like I like Michael Carter over receptions, over receiving yards, especially since Mike White uh, has been uh, appointed the starting quarterback and he loves targeting mm. Michael Carter. But nonetheless, any nuggets with this Jets Bills game this week? Yeah, I mean, the Bills are scary. I mean, they came through, you know, through through seven weeks for the best offense in the, in the NFL and, um, you know, putting up a million points. And then if you look at the last eight quarters, they scored three or fewer points in six of the last eight quarters against, you know, against Miami and Jacksonville. So that's terrifying, especially when you think that they're getting, they're getting, as we speak right now, 12 and a half points this weekend. Um, you know, what, one stat that really was interesting to me was last week, the bills are getting 14 and a half points against Jacksonville and they muster, you know, they lose nine six. They only score six points. So we looked up here at Elias. We looked at, we looked up um, how rare is it for a team that's getting more than two touchdowns, more than fourteen points, to score fewer than seven points. And we found that Bills, the Bills were just the second team in the last fourteen years to to fit that that mold. So you know, very unusual what's happening with them. So uh, maybe to stay away, the unpredictability of their offense might be a might be a good decision to to stay away from that game. Uh, on the other hand, the Jets, you know, they're getting, like I said, they're getting 12 or 12 and a half at, uh, as, as we speak. The last two times they've gotten more than 10 points as in, in Vegas, they won both games outright, straight up. They beat the Rams last, week, uh, last year in week 15 uh, when they were getting 17 points against them. And then, as we know, a couple weeks ago, probably hurt both of us to a certain degree, they, uh, they lost to the, the Bengals, Oh, excuse me, they beat the Bengals while getting uh, 11 and a half points. So the Jets, two straight wins when getting more than 10 points. Now, can lightning strike three times in a row? The history says yes, because this century, there's been two examples of a team winning, winning, not, not just covering, winning three games in a row while getting more than 10 points. The, uh, the Raiders did that back in uh, 2010, and, and the Texans early in their existence back in 20, 2002 and 2003. So there is precedent that it, that it could happen again. It would be wild to think that they could win three straight games getting, getting more than 10 points, but it could happen this weekend. So we'll have to tune in and see. Randy Robles joining us here on 98.7 ESPN from the Elias Sports Bureau with all kinds of chuck full of juicy nuggets to help us with our wagering. Here's another thing before we move on to our next topic, and that is, listen, Mike White, to me, is the best quarterback in that room. Who knew, right? Like, yeah. And in and, and full disclosure, I was talking about the Jets on our New York game day show uh, with, of course, Matthias Kiwanuka and Mike Tannenbaum airs every Sunday morning. We're on from 8 to 11. Uh, I start the fantasy show from 7 to 8. And, I, and, and 
the week that he was supposed to start, I was like, Mike White, who do I mean, could possibly be the worst backup quarterback in the NFL. We didn't know. <laughs> now, I, right. I mean, now, like, I, I'm sitting here, full disclosure, I'm sitting here saying, hands down, he's the best quarterback in that room. And why, why weren't the Jets starting him from, from, from the get-go? That's a whole other topic for a whole other show, and, 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 and I'll dive into that as well on my Saturday show from noon to 3 tomorrow. But nonetheless, um, you know, I, I just don't – you know, Mike White is, is, is the real deal here. So, yeah, I'm staying away you, from that you game. Know, yeah, you know what, Anita? He gives me a little bit – I mean, a little bit of Kurt Warner vibes. To a certain extent, you know, I mean, obviously it's a, a lot, a lot of things are different, but, but some things are the same, you know? Well, hopefully he's Just got bigger out of hands. nowhere. Hopefully he's got bigger hands than Kurt Warner. That's, never, that's, 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 but that's an inter- that's an interesting little dive, uh, that, you know, if you want to do on your, on your, on your free time, uh, you know, Kurt Warner thrived when he played for the St. Louis Rams in a dome and Arizona, Kurt Warner has some of the smallest hands of any quarterback to ever play in the NFL. So he never did well when he was on the road in, in bad weather games because his hands were too small. Uh, anyway, uh, well, I've, I've digressed. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, I, I know. I'm going to have to get those, that hand size yes. and put it into the Elias Sports Bureau database. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like no, it's, no, it's a real, like, it's a real <laughs> thing. Like, people, people made a ton of money off of him when he would play on the road in bad weather conditions. People, people would bank. Because he just he wasn't wow. the same quarterback. But nonetheless, let's end on a lot of people feel this is the game of the week. I actually feel Cleveland and the Patriots just because I love Mac Jones so much. And I was so right in regard to uh, the draft and how that panned out. But nonetheless, I'll stop tooting my own horn. Uh, let's talk about the Tennessee <laughs> Titans and the Saints. I like Tennessee this week. Um, I'm not a big Simeon fan. Uh, I would have liked of them for Sean Payton to go with Taysom Hill and who knows, maybe they, maybe they do. Maybe he gets a, a little bit more playing time this week. Maybe they let him throw the ball. Who knows? But um, mm. this Tennessee Titans defense, Randy boy, who knew? I didn't know. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend and say, Oh, I knew. Uh, uh-uh. uh. So I, I really, I like Tennessee. They're favored by three. What you, I know you've got a nugget in this matchup. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you that Cleveland New England is, is one of the, the top games of the week. I, I certainly think that this game here is also top one of the top games of the week, Titans and Saints. It's kinda out there that the Saint, that the Titans are they're six and zero this year against the playoff teams from from last year, not just straight up but also against the spread. But fewer people might know that the Saints are also they are four and zero against playoff teams from twenty twenty. Uh so you, you know you got these two teams combined are ten and zero against teams that were you know, you know against good teams. Um, so it's going to be interesting. It's, it's, it's such the beauty of the NFL is, is, is that we get immediate answers to our questions. We get to find out Sunday, you know, the immovable object against the uh, irresistible force. We'll see what happens there. The one thing that I that I concerns me about the about, about the Titans, you know, obviously Derrick Henry gone last week. They they rushed for sixty nine yards, which is certainly a season low. And New Orleans has the number one rushing defense entering week 10. So, again, strength versus strength, the beauty of this NFL season. We get to see what actually happens. And, um, like I said, this is, for me, the best game of the week. Can't wait to watch. And um, we'll see. We'll see if you're right. We'll see. Hopefully I am right. Like I said, man, big, deep hole I'm in right now from week nine. 
in that Ravens Miami game. Randy, you rock as always, my friend. Thank you so much. Big shout out to Elias Sports Bureau. Everybody, download their app, the Elias Game Plan app, to help you make your picks. Randy, good luck in Week Ten. Everybody, good luck in Week Ten. Anita Marks with you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. I'm back tomorrow afternoon from noon to 3, talking all things. We'll do an even deeper dive into, of course, the Jets and the Bills. Let's talk some NBA, Knicks, Nets. And we'll, we'll do a deeper dive into some of the big storylines. Odell now with the Rams. What do you make of that? Cam Newton now, of course, going back home to the Carolina Panthers. So a lot to dive into tomorrow. I'll be back here on 98.7 ESPN at high noon. I'll see you then. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.